0: Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
2: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find the show on Twitter and on Facebook, our only two social media pages. And of course, listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday, right here on Ground Zero Radio. Or for some of you listening on the free radio or podcast archive of your choice from apple all the way to our website thesecretteachings.info, where you'll find links to the free archives whatever platform you choose to use the show can be downloaded and streamed for free you do have to listen to advertisements as most of you know so if you'd like to get rid of those ads you can subscribe to the ad free archive also on our website and you'll get access to a lot more and you'll be supporting the show triple www.thesecretteachings.info. The music tonight, as always, White Bat Audio. You can find them on YouTube. They let us use their music. We use that for all of our bumpers and our introduction. That's White Bat Audio. And last but not least, I've just found out that Contact in the Desert, the conference we've been going to consistently for many years, one of the big UFO conferences, is going to be taking place in California later this year. They have the speaker lineup, I believe, is being prepared. I don't think it's complete. And uh, we are going to be trying to raise a little bit of money so that we can attend here on The Secret Teachings. We don't have a big production company. People don't pay us to do what we do. You as listeners support us. So I think I'm going to be giving away for support. I'm going to be giving away some autographed things. I'm not exactly sure what. Definitely some autographed books. Uh, I have some old, uh, old pieces of equipment from the radio I thought might be cool to sort of auction off. I'd like to know what you think about that. Maybe like I have an, an old pair of headphones, for example, that are basically still brand new. I might do a little autograph of those and send them out to if you donate to our little fundraiser. And then as every year, whatever we set as our goal, a few hundred dollars, once we meet that, then we stop the fundraiser so uh, the money doesn't keep pouring in. Uh, and you don't have a, an idea of where it's going. Try to be very open and honest. That's what we've always done here in The Secret Teaching. So let me know what you think about that. Auctioning off some little pieces of equipment like that. Autographed things. Whatever you want. Whatever you like. Uh, we just have to to make a little bit of money to pay for the, the hotel at the event. It is close enough so we can drive. So I don't have to get a plane ticket or anything like that. So that is Contact of the Desert. That will be coming up in uh, several months. It'll be, I think it's in June. So several months from now. But we like to get started uh, early here on the show, raising a little bit of money for that. Anyway, you are listening to the Secret Teachings. It is Wednesday, February eighth, twenty twenty three. I hope you didn't stay up too late watching the State of the Union last night. I actually watched maybe twelve minutes of it, and I was screaming at my computer, just like members of the House. I was, <laughs> I just I can't take it. And for that matter, it's no different. You know, when, when there's another president giving the speech, I mean, I, I, I barely agreed with much of what Donald Trump said when he gave his State of the Union. Certainly didn't agree with Obama. Never, I was much younger, but didn't really agree with what Bush said either. I mean, we give way too much power energetically to the executive branch. And a lot of people don't really understand that the executive branch is an executive. It, they're not the... All and everything. They're not divine. They're not God. They're certainly not a king. They're just a facilitator. The only job the president really has, with the exception of maintaining a sort of executive visual element as a leader, like in a leadership role, the president is just supposed to make sure that the laws of the land are executed properly. That's really about the only job the president has outside of nominating and putting into power judges or nominating certain, certain officials and moving people around. They're just an executive. It's kind of like how the, the Japanese system of, of business works. The heads of the companies and the, and the directors, they don't really make a lot of the official decisions. It's a collective group effort in how decisions in a company are made. And that's really what the presidency is. So if we go to the Constitution, Article 2, Section 3, this is where we get the State of the Union from, for those of you who don't know. Article 2, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution says he, and that means he as in all mankind, it could be a woman too, he shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. But any state of the union I've ever watched has always been bragging. We've done this. We've done that. And if you're always bragging, no matter how good things really are, then you're never going to address some of the possible or potential problems that exist, and therefore you can't solve or fix those problems. So whether it's Bush or Obama or Trump or Biden... Everybody just brags, this is how great we've done, this is how great we've done. Then they have like the structure of the news, that little sob story about how some group or some person suffered and they want to honor that group or they want to honor that person. It's it's really mediocre. It's really a joke. It's really an embarrassment, is what the State of the Union is. And I don't care what the president looks like or where the president stands politically, it's, it's really just a big joke. The president is supposed to give an overview of the State of the Union. I mean, that that at least happens. It's extremely misleading, extremely disingenuous, extremely deceptive. But the President's also supposed to recommend things, considerations and measures that are necessary to better the Union. Not to lie through the whole presentation and lie to his own party, the other party, into the American public in general, which is what the president usually does. Because, again, we put, this is our fault too as citizens, we put way too much emphasis on who the president is. That shouldn't matter. What matters, especially if you believe in a democracy, what matters is the Congress. Congress has the power. Congress controls the purse strings. Congress declares war. Congress makes the laws. The president can say, I'll veto this, or a governor can say, I'll veto that. But it's the legislature that has the power to override the veto. They never tell you that. And when you talk about democracy, it's really, really undemocratic when you have a singular individual saying that they will just use their veto power to override all of the representatives in Congress, in the House, and in the Senate who have... You know, they've been voted in the office, most of them hopefully legitimately, and they've passed a law that goes to the president's desk. And if the president just says, I'm going to veto it no matter what. That's what our quote unquote governor says here in Arizona. She's just going to veto anything Republicans do. That's what Joe Biden says. I think he even started out the State of the Union last night talking about this, how he's just he's got the veto power. Well, then what's the point of even having a democracy if the president is going to veto something before it even gets to his desk? What's the point of having a democracy if the governor just says, I'm going to veto, I don't even know what it is, but if the Republicans pass it, I'm vetoing it. That's not democracy. It's just a joke. And we're so distracted by the statistics that make things sound good. Got gas prices down a dollar. Yeah, but they're up two dollars, so they're still up a dollar. We got violent crime down 1.7%, I think they say it is. Okay, but it's up 4.6%, so it's still up many percentage points. A lot of people use this phrase to describe what I'm describing here. They say bread and circuses, that's what it is. As long as people are full, and as long as people are entertained, then that's how politicians are able to maintain public approval through distraction. That comes from a Roman poet named Juvenal in a poem called Satire X or Satire 10, where he coined that phrase, bread and circuses, the way in which power is able to maintain itself through public approval achieved through distraction. Sure, we got this number down. Okay, but the number is still up. So it's technically still up, even though you got it down a little bit. Like a really great example of this this is probably the most common thing that all executives use. It doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. And it's really a giant joke, it's really disgusting. It's jobs, 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 jobs. Last night, Joe Biden said that he created all of these millions and millions of jobs. Millions and millions of jobs since he took office in 2021. He said this, two years ago, our economy was reeling. As I stand here tonight, we have created a record 12 million new jobs, more jobs created in two years than any president has ever created in four years. That's amazing. What an achievement. And the average person sits back and says, well, he's the president. He's the leader. He wouldn't lie to us. He wouldn't mislead us. The president doesn't even write his own speeches, so he's not even saying this. But according to the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the economy under Biden has only added 2.7 million jobs, not 12 million jobs. Why is that? Well, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the rest of those jobs were lost because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So just like violent crime spiked during the pandemic, and then it comes down naturally when things get a little bit more back to normal, then whoever's in office can just take credit and say, well, we got violent crime down. Although it's still up from pre-pandemic levels. The same thing with gas, the same thing with jobs. We created 12 million jobs. Okay, how many jobs did you destroy, though? And how many jobs are you responsible for losing? And also... Another question about jobs that never gets asked, and I'm by no means an economist. I just think that these are pretty simple things to consider. How many of those jobs that you created were artificial forced government jobs to expand the power and the reach of the government? You can create a million new government jobs. That doesn't help the average person. That doesn't help people in middle America. That doesn't help people that are having a hard time getting a job even at a a convenience store or trying to get a job at a at a restaurant creating millions of new government jobs and everyone to talk about that republicans democrats neither one obviously there was some heckling last night too which is always funny and you know what i i would normally say we should be more considerate and more respectful but the office of the president and most of the offices of of congress in the senate and in the house have been made a mockery of. Total mockery. It's a joke. And people want to heckle as far as I'm concerned. Let them heckle. Scream liar. It's a true statement. Mock the president for his statements on I think he mentioned something about fentanyl and had like a had a fentanyl uh victims of fentanyl or something he talked about. I didn't even watch that part. I can't, I could not watch it. Because tonight's show is not about that, but. I have to start the show off tonight by just at least mentioning it uh, to take us from the mundane into the not so mundane. So you have that uh, about jobs and about the the, the fentanyl issue. And of course, he talks about assault weapons and doesn't describe what an assault weapon is. And then there's that weird kiss at the end uh, where Kamala Harris's husband is like making out with Joe Biden's wife. That was really weird. I know some people do kiss on the lips but if you watch this it's very strange it's just like I I I saw that I didn't see that live but I saw that when I woke up this morning I saw a clip of that she come she, she comes down Joe Biden's wife comes down and then they just kiss each other on the lips I've never seen anybody do that I I'd, I'd be furious if my fiance went up and kissed another another guy on the lips like that but I mean I'm, I mean when your husband is is touching little girls all the time like 5 year olds 10 year olds and smelling them i mean maybe she gets a hall pass to uh to kiss the the second man i think that's probably fair so anyway that's that's pretty much it i can't really give you any other opinion on the subject if you want a conservative opinion you go listen to a conservative show this is not a conservative show if you want to go get a republican uh Uh, opinion that that like molds and matches your point of view great if you want to go get a democrat opinion go get one of those the only thing i'll say that a lot of republicans might disagree with and i don't know the context of it but uh, joe biden did last night talk about american uh, made products which is something i think any american can agree on and he talked about how he wants standards for all construction materials used in federal infrastructure to be made in america quote american made lumber glass drywall fiber optic cables etc 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 so that's that's something i can agree with joe biden on i think that's pretty easy to understand except it does sound a lot like what trump said i mean buy american use american products make america great kind of sounds like joe biden might be a white supremacist because that seems to be the well actually he is a white supremacist so that's not really a joke but that's something I can agree with. So if you want you know, an opinion on that, that is, uh, you think this is a conservative show, my opinion is that in this particular case, I, I, I think that that was an okay uh, and agreeable statement. Um, there are some other things that we could discuss in greater detail, but they're not the point of tonight's show. For example, the Equality Act to ensure lgbtq americans can live with dignity and safety the president says
1: taken away in roe v way and protect roe v way
2: yeah abortion yeah it's the solution to everything just get an abortion
1: the vice president and i are doing everything to protect access to reproduction health care and safeguard patient safety Well, already, more than a dozen states are enforcing extreme abortion bans. Make no mistake about it.
2: They're actually abortion protections, but they don't tell the public that.
1: If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. But let's also
0: pass.
2: See, we'll just veto it. It didn't read it. You know, a national ban could include all kinds of other things, like these giant spending bills. It's like a million different things, but you focus on one thing, like capping insulin costs.
1: It's also passed the Bipartisan Equality Act to ensure LGBTQ Americans, especially transgender young people, can live with safety and dignity.
2: Live with safety and dignity. So that's about the extent of what I can cover from this State of the Union. Uh, Abortion, the Equality Act. Has anybody read the Equality Act? Do you know what's in the Equality Act? For all you know, the Equality Act could say that transgenders get more rights than everybody else. You have no idea what it says most of these people don't read it. They just vote on it. That's, that's the bottom line. They just vote on it because it sounds good. What we really need is, like some states have, we need a bill that makes it a law that any new bill from here on out passed has to be singular. It can't be a giant package of trillions of dollars and all this money given to foreign countries and corporations, and it needs to be a singular issue and a singular thing that's voted on. I, I think that's something that could obtain bipartisan support if we're talking strictly political. But all this is is just pandering. Equality and LBGQT, LGBT, can't, he can't say it either because apparently transgender people don't aren't safe. Um, they all must live in Chicago and Baltimore and places like that if they're unsafe. I, I love how transgenders aren't safe, but if you live in a major American city, you're totally safe. There's no crime. Any problems like that. So anyway, Bread and Circuses coined from the Roman poet Juvenal in his poem Satire X or Satire 10, just how politicians maintain public approval through distraction. Now, when you talk about distraction, what you're actually talking about is misdirection. And misdirection, as any uh, magician will know, is the way in which it's pretty simple the way in which you, well, you mislead people and you do it with sleight of hand. Look over here, not over there. Look at what's happening right here, not what's happening over here. And I'm talking about stage magicians, you know, magicians with cards and metal loops and things like that. But that's also the way that magic works ceremonially or ritually, not so much misdirection or distraction but directionalizing of your will, what you intend to accomplish in the ritual. So, for example, we did a show recently, we talked about the muses. And we talked about summoning the muses, praying to the muses, finding your muse, so that you can dance, so that you can write poetry, so that you could maybe host a radio show. Praying to the god or goddess of oration, uh, things like this. Drawing on that energy, that reservoir, that, that, that essence. Now, if you wish to, ritually and ceremonially, if you wish to summon something of that nature, there's a purity to it. This is why in every mystery school, every secret society from Africa to Japan to South America, priests would wear white robes to signify purity. They would ritually bathe themselves, wash their mouths out, abstain from meat, sex, communicating with other people. They'd go into meditative states and prayers and things like this. Purity. That's the only acceptable universal way of approaching divinity and 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 the creator or creative forces now if you wanted to appeal to those forces you're going to have to do a lot of things that show that you are very serious and that you've purified yourself and that you are cleansed etc on the other hand the left hand if you will if you want to acquire really quick power that doesn't require any responsibility any dedication, any purifying, you just want to roll out of bed and you just want it given to you. Well, there's an easy way to acquire that. There are just, of course, consequences. And the way that you acquire that is by doing all the things that are unpure. So, for example, if you wanted the assistance of Belphegor, for example, we talked about Belphegor earlier this year and last year, you would literally wake up in the morning, roll out of bed and go to the toilet and poop and you would you would literally consecrate your feces to this god Belphegor. that's where you worship and pray to Belphegor on the toilet you would do something low unholy and i mean not that pooping is gross but i mean it's a natural thing but when you, you when you take it and elevate it to a divine thing then it becomes grotesque then it becomes pale then it becomes for all intents and purposes demonic or evil so when people do things that are gross and grotesque and when people don't take care of themselves and they do things like sleep around or take a bunch of drugs or they're always drunk or they're always this or they're always that, you can understand the judgmental point of view of some people that don't do those things. But more so, just the concept of doing things like that and honoring and glorifying things that are not divine we would term this satanic, or we would maybe term this this evil. And especially when it's used by entertainers, you know, for a long time, people have talked about in rock music and pop music how there's evil and it's satanic and things like this. And for a long time, I think it's for shock value, and perhaps it's metaphoric, and it's just to get people's attention. But I think now, after having watched that Grammy performance that so many of you emailed me about with Sam Smith and Kim Petras. I no longer believe that it is kind of a metaphor. I no longer believe that it is a coincidence or for shock value. I truly believe from the Ginsburg statue in New York to the Grammy performance to so many other things that this is the resurrection of a death cult that is Obsessed with worshiping what we call the devil. And there's going to be a lot more on that when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero. Radio.
1: This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash Teachings.
2: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed.
0: I definitely don't need it.
2: Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need it. Your support economically and
0: energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly,
2: it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.
1: Release the Kraken!
0: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable.
2: listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. So the State of the Union address last night is really the statecraft of the Union. Blood, bread, and circuses. The idea of bread and circuses comes from a Roman poet. Some of you might know this. A Roman poet named Juvenal. And in his poem, Satire X or Satire 10, he coined the phrase that we know as bread and circus. Circuses to describe how politicians maintain public approval through distraction. Now, in the mundane sphere, distraction is misdirection. Distraction and misdirection are the core elements of any good magical trick or magical performance. Or for those of you who are fans of Arrested Development, uh, it's an illusion because a trick is something a whore does for money. So it's a, it's a distraction or misdirection. Now, when we go beyond the mundane, we find that misdirection and distraction could be broken down into the Pythagorean Y, or just a regular Y, or you can look at your hands, left hand, right hand. And the left hand path is traditionally the path of ease, the path of no dedication, no purity, no self-care, no concern. And it ends in pain and suffering. The right hand, however, is a path of difficulty. It's a path of purifying and respect and dignity and taking care of yourself and your mind, body, and soul, etc. And at the end, although there's a lot of pain along the way, all those negative, evil things are stripped away from you. And when you achieve the, the end part of that path the end goal, the the end game, is nirvana, or heaven, or whatever you choose to call it. So that's the left-hand path and the right-hand path. The left-hand path is considered evil. The right-hand path is considered good. So good is God and evil is the devil. Add a D, take an O from good. What it really is, if you break it down further, is if you're not really living... And this is kind of the distortion and the irony of, of I'd say, popular culture-like arguments of you only live once and FOMO, fear of missing out and things like that. So you only live once and you only get to experience life one time, which I think is a gross assumption, but that's why you should do all the things that are detrimental to yourself, to your mind, body, and soul. Personally, I think a better argument for that would be you live forever in infinite, realities and infinite lives so why not just destroy this one you've got a bunch of other ones but people that believe these things don't believe in divinity or spirit or anything like that typically so they want to waste the one opportunity they have to experience all this and that that doesn't make any sense to me so the right hand path you're living by suffering you're living through pain but all of that you experience leads you to become a better person. That's the idea. That's the idea of it. On the left-hand path, on the other hand, quite literally, it's the idea that just live without consequence, but then at the end, there's the most severe consequence of all. You've squandered and wasted opportunity. And We talked about opportunity last night. We talked about potentiality last night, about the cosmic egg or the Orphic egg, and how in traditional mythologies all over the world, we chose a Chinese myth, for example, the egg is dropped into the primordial waters, and the egg opens, and man is born out of that egg. This is a Chinese myth. And we can take that myth and apply it esoterically and in terms of occultism, to contemporary events, which is what we do on The Secret Teaching. So, for example, we looked at that giant white ball spy balloon that the Chinese had sent in over Canada, over the U.S. It's not the first time it's happened. It's one of the first times where it's been made such, you know, public knowledge. And so it moves across the country, and they finally shoot it down over the ocean. Talked about the details of it last night. And it's a Chinese balloon. It's a giant white balloon ball, looks like an egg in the sky to me, and then they blow it up and then it lands into the ocean. Mythologically speaking, when the egg strikes the waters, primordial or Atlantic, a new man is birthed, and a new mankind is birthed. The Soviets called this the Soviet new man or the new Soviet man. It's almost like the birthing of a homunculus. It's a ritual. They didn't shoot that balloon down, not because of civilians. There's like nothing in Idaho or Montana. They could have shot it down probably hundreds of times. Could have calculated where it's going to land. They can calculate asteroids and booster rockets where those are going to land, but can't calculate a balloon. Could have shot it down many times. Plenty of open space to shoot it down. They didn't, know because there's a deal with the Chinese. They can spy. They can steal things from our uh, academia, from our military, etc. We just make it just a deal. Just make a deal with them. But when we shot it down, it's the egg opening. It's the new man, the new Soviet man, the new Chinese Communist Party man, if you will. That's birth. It's opportunity. It's the potentiality of what's inside of the egg. Every single one of us have potential in us. We can choose to go down the right-hand path or the left-hand path, the path of purity and respect and dignity and honor, self-care, etc., or the path of impurity, disrespect, perversity, and self-harm. And it doesn't, once again, make any sense to me why We would choose the impurities and the disrespect and the perversity and the self-harm. Unless, for some people, they choose to, at a very young age, rebel. It's a natural process. We rebel from our parents, from their politics or from their religion or from whatever it is. And people are, young kids in particular, are trying to be shocking. The stuff that they say and the stuff that they do, this is basic psychology from my understanding, kind of mainline psychology. They want to be shocking, want to be unique and different. So they act and do what everybody else does because what they think is different is this pop culture trope or meme of what young people should be. So that could be listening to rock and roll music generations ago and parents seeing that as devil music or it could be piercing your ears or putting giant gauges in your ears or, you know, piercing your nose or getting a tattoo or you're rebelling, you know, you're rebelling. Not personally, I, I don't really see how that's rebellion, but I, I get the idea of it. Cause when I was young, I do remember that I, I wanted to do things a little differently, but I, 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 I'm lucky. I don't know why or how this happened to me, but I, I feel very blessed that I did not become extreme in my views I simply said, hey, I don't think I'm a Christian. What's this Islam? What's this Judaism? What's this Buddhism? And then I kind of settled on observing all of it and taking a lot of it into account. The same thing with politics. I thought, okay, I'm not really conservative, not really a Democrat. I'm just, I just kind of see things on a case-by-case, circumstantial basis. I'm blessed to not have fallen into the extreme categories of one thing or the other. But a lot of people do, and that's those are the typical things that people, young kids, use to rebel. Now, it's not just tattoos or piercings or rock and roll music. That's all in the past. Now it's destroy the world that your parents and your grandparents built. In other words, it is the usage of the youth, call them red guards, call them whatever, it's using young people to tear down the system That led to their existence, that led to all the things that they get to take for granted. Uh, This is a very authoritarian form of statecraft. It is a form of statecraft that utilizes strongly distraction and misdirection and bread and circuses. As long as you're filled up with your vices and as long as you're entertained with perversity, then everything's okay. You don't have to worry. You can just be you. And you don't have to be afraid of missing out. So whether it's bread and circuses, or it's replace circuses with perversity and entertainment, etc. and replace bread with whatever you choose to replace bread with, uh, your vices, for example, this replaces the the natural inclination of people to to grow and to learn. I think we all have this. I think young people have this. They, they want to grow and they want to learn. So some people take advantage of that and they they misdirect young people intentionally into doing bad things. It's not a conspiracy. It's psychology. It's how companies try to get kids hooked on their products or how political movements try to get young people at a very young age to go out and ignorantly support things that they don't understand. It's also how, you know, it's understandable how people through a couple of generations before my own would think that rock and roll music or certain forms of pop music, not necessarily what we have today, but, you know, Madonna-style stuff. People, You know, I can understand that people would think, you know, this is satanic or evil, you play it backwards and you can hear the devil, you you can understand because it's, it's different from what our parents and grandparents grew up with for the most part. And it is encouraging kids, which are naturally inclined anyway to rebel to a natural and healthy degree, but is artificially making them or making them artificially rebel in a way that is extreme. Now, I don't think your information, I don't think, and I'm not saying that music is evil, but if you've listened to The Secret Teachings, the things that we've talked about for over a decade, I started in 2009, I became more professional in 2015, so I've been doing this professionally for about eight years. I've uh, been doing radio, though, for about 13, 14, it'll be 14 years this October, it, 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 and I've, I've discussed for for literally over a decade When you look at certain performers, they are the ones that are big. Billie Eilish is a great example. The ones that you listen to the music and you just can't, in my opinion, I can't figure out what she's saying half the time. And when I can figure out what she's saying, it's very deep and very complex. And it doesn't sound like it was written by her brother. What is his name? Phineas or Ferb or something. It doesn't sound like it was just written by some kids. It sounds like it was written by, uh, uh, I don't know, a high priest or uh, uh, you know someone who's very religious or someone who's very well studied. Not that young people can't be versed in those things, but it sounds like they're just front people performing what a few writers in Hollywood and the entertainment industry produce and, and, and put out there. I don't know if you've watched the TV show Evil I've brought it up a few times. Uh, we did that show Skidamarink uh, with Robin Pusallin. Uh recently. It's in the archive at secretteachings.info. and on that show I talked about the first season of the TV show Evil, and how there was a basically a, a girl who made a deal with the devil. She didn't really know it was the devil or a demon, and he used this very. Uh, Call it very—it's like an earworm, basically, or stuck song syndrome. They called it in the show. To with with it had a track underneath of it, so there's this song that had a track that was telling kids in a frequency adults couldn't hit, hear to hurt themselves. Across for attention, down for results. You might remember that, and that was put into a otherwise harmless YouTube video about makeup, and it was encouraging young girls in particular to commit self harm. Uh, The TV show itself is not that well done, but the concepts are really interesting. And there was a recent one where uh, there's a psychologist who's been a part of the show, and he's trying to write a book about his spiritual experiences. And the same demon comes to him and tells him that he can help him get in touch with his muse. And he has to play this music, and he has to cut his hand and drop certain number of droplets of blood onto his computer screen. And then this demon comes through this music and starts singing. And then he starts typing and he can, he's writing this, this, this book in a very short period of time, really not that well produced in my opinion, the show, but it's interesting concepts. And this is, I don't think a metaphor. I don't think shock. I don't think awe, I don't think rebellion, I think that this is literally what is happening in the entertainment industry. This is what the music industry is all about. I'm not talking about Black Sabbath trying to get people to come to their, their shows. I'm not talking about some celebrity who you don't even know who they are, or Ariana Grande, for example, saying that she was haunted by a demon. We've talked about all of that in the past. I've told you and expressed to you my feelings and my views. Making a deal with the devil I don't think is the metaphor. I think the metaphor is I had a bad relationship. I think they literally made a deal with the devil. It's just not a literal devil that you think is meeting with somebody. Although Crunchy Black from Three Six Mafia did say that he met the devil and the devil came as his business partner in a nice suit. He doesn't come with horns and a pitchfork. So when I saw the Sam Smith and Kim Petras performance, got to be honest with you, Sam Smith, heard the name, don't really think that he's in any way or she or what, I don't know, he's transgender, I don't know what he is, I, I don't care. Uh, but is, I, I don't think that this is a talented person at all. I think this is a mindless drone, or not a mindless drone, but perhaps a, a drone who has a mind who's being controlled and abused by an industry that doesn't care about him. So when I saw this performance, largely because dozens of people emailed me and messaged me like, Ryan, what do you think? People were tagging me on Twitter. And I said, honestly, I didn't, I didn't watch the, the Grammys. I, I never watched them. I look at the stuff after the fact. So I went, I went and I watched it. And I noticed immediately when I watched a few seconds of a clip here or there immediately, it's not just, the red clothing and he's got devil horns ooh it's that the people that set this up for the Grammys the, the, the devil horns if you will are things that if you were to just th- ask the average person what does the devil look like oh he's got red clothing he's got horns on his head he's got a pitchfork he's got a fork tail or a fork tongue or something like that that's what you know that's the cartoon devil so that's, in essence, what this performance was. It's a bunch of people in red robes. I mean, it's the red guards, not just the red guards in communism, but the red guards in Star Wars that guard the emperor. They got the red on. Red and black, you know, red is the closest wavelength to uh, to nothing, the opposite of high vibration. It has these very long, dense wavelengths. So black and red are usually symbols of Satanism and evil. That is best demonstrated by Star Wars imagery. And when you look at this performance, you see all the red and you see the, oh, he's got the horns on his head. Oh boy, he's got a top hat with horns and it's, it's all red clothing and red gloves and red this and red that. And his women in cages and I guess they saved the uh, the fire, the pyrotechnics from Billie Eilish's performance for this performance. And you watch it and it's just, you know, it's the same standard, typical kind of, Shock and all metaphor stuff that they always tell you is going on, but when you look a little bit closer, the first thing I realized was it the devil horns. I didn't do that that classical like how Christians react like it's all devil worship, because I bet you that you can't find you can't find a Christian. I bet you can't find any. I bet you couldn't find a single person. Start asking people on social media. I bet you can't find a single person with the exception of, like, the Vigilant Citizen, with the exception of a few people maybe here around Ground Zero, who know what was happening in this performance outside of the devil horns and the people in cages. What are they standing inside of? You may remember this from virtually every Super Bowl halftime show. Virtually every Super Bowl halftime show that we've ever discussed on this show features a white ring... Lit up with the performer inside of it, whether that's there's a piano being played inside of it or it's someone dancing inside of it, it's always a white ring or some form of more complex sacred geometry. And the performer stands right in the middle of that monad. What is that white ring? It's a magic circle. So if this is just devil horns, ooh and influence your kids through devil music, ooh, then you would just have the performance, and you might have people in cages and some fire. What makes me think that it's not about shock, it's not about awe, it's not about metaphor, what makes me think that this is a real-life ceremony or ritual, this is what these people actually believe, even if Sam Smith doesn't believe it. Sam Smith might not be a Satanist. Kim Petras might not be a Satanist. They're they're actually probably not. They're probably very abused, especially Sam Smith. They're probably very abused. They're probably very tortured. They're probably very controlled. You almost feel sorry for people like this. Same with Billie Eilish. Greta Thunberg, I feel sorry for Greta Thunberg. She looks like she is physically abused and has has completely disassociated from reality. Her her parents are Antifa, so it would make a lot of sense what those people tend to be into. Feces and pedophilia, etc., so you look at that magic circle, and I don't know about you, but I think, oh, this is real. Because if it was just a performance, it would be a performance. But if they're putting the magic circle there, I mean, the, the, the only people that know about that kind of thing, you have to study it. When you think about Satanism, you don't think about or you summon, summoning demons, you don't think about magic circles. The magic circle is placed there for one of two reasons. It's either to protect the person inside of it from what they're summoning on the outside or more likely, more traditionally, it is a protective barrier to separate the outside, the practitioner, from what is being summoned inside. Actually, funny thing is, if you ever watch one of my favorite TV shows of all time, SpongeBob, there's a great episode of SpongeBob where they use a magic circle. It's the, uh, the, the one where they go camping in the backyard with Squidward. And they have the anti-Sea Bear Circle. The Sea Bear can't get them while they're in the circle. But that's what a magic circle is. It's to protect the conjurer, the summoner, on the outside from what's summoned from the inside. So you could look at this and say Sam Smith and the performers are inside. They're being summoned. They're being used to draw on this energy by the industry. Or they are inside of the circle to protect them from what they are conjuring on the outside. The simple fact that there's a magic circle there, and we're going to go into more details of this in the next hour, the simple fact that there's a magic circle there indicates that the people that put this performance together, just like the people that write Billie Eilish's music and all the other crap that you see in Hollywood, they know what they're doing. The average person does not know anything more about the devil then I don't want to be associated with him and he's got horns and a, a pitchfork and maybe some red and it's very dark and it's, ooh, it's evil. But if you understand more than that, then you start to recognize the subtle things that the only way they would be present in a performance like this is if the people that were staging the performance were ritual magicians, not card magicians. Not like, now you see me, now you don't magicians. Not like scientist magicians. Uh, Not like engineering mechanical magicians, but like spiritual magicians. Those that want to summon and invoke certain energies and certain feelings and certain forces and certain powers. That's what I saw in this performance. Now, of course, you get politicians like Ted Cruz who... I could take him or leave him. He looks like a separate thing. He kind of looks like a character from Lord of the Rings. And he said, this is evil. Marjorie Taylor Green, who I think I like her a little more than Ted Cruz, she, but not, not a big fan of any of these people. She said the Grammys featured Sam Smith's demonic performance. And she also pointed out one thing that some people might have missed. It was sponsored by Pfizer. And it was sponsored by Pfizer. It's kind of interesting that Pfizer sponsored that performance, considering the revelation of the method that we've seen in certain TV shows, such as Utopia, uh, where the whole point of the the um, like the whole theme of the show was about a conspiracy of elitists to convince people that they were going to die from a virus to convince them to go get a vaccine. And then when they go get the vaccine, they sterilize themselves. So they can't have kids anymore. So sterilization, which was one of the big things Dr. Michael Yedon and Dr. Wolfgang Rodarg talked about. Uh, Yedon's a former chief science advisor to Pfizer. And they said that the COVID vaccines were going to cause abortions, cause malformation of the placenta. This is all like 2020 kind of stuff like mid to late 2020 when the, when people were talking about vaccines December 2020 Yidan and Wodark put out this uh, this um, this statement to the European Union advising them not to to get to get these vaccines and, and even emergency use authorization approve them so Pfizer and their products have been shown to in a New England Journal of Medicine study shown to cause spontaneous abortion. so you have Pfizer sponsoring this performance at the Grammys which is very devilly, And if a child is the greatest gift that God can give us, then the greatest gift that you can give the devil is aborting the child. And that's what the Satanic Temple, Lauren Boebert, I do completely agree with her. She says the Satanic Temple is now opening abortion clinics that will perform abortion as a Satanic ritual. That is literally and actually a thing. She's 100% right, like her or hate her. That's been my view. And that's not an opinion. That's literally what the Satanic Temple says. They're suing multiple states claiming that abortion is their right. They have a right to abortion because it's their religious belief to murder the innocents. So no wonder Pfizer sponsored this performance. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to the ad-free show. Please grab a copy of one of my books. Keep us on air. Support us. www.thesecretteachings.info There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio
0: You're listening the secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at
2: If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well.
0: This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret
2: Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support.
0: Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Ike, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is gonna end the world? But he's such a good guy. An octan, they make good stuff: music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero. When you're at Ground Zero And crawl up to the fall back to me
2: Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace Tune out immediately This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings On Ground Zero Radio
0: Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens And you're listening to The Secret Teachings
2: listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable if you'd like to contact me you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com follow us on twitter tst underscore underscore radio and on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings our website three w's dot secret teachings dot info You'll find my books, our free archive, and the ad-free archive you can subscribe to to support the show. We don't have any outside advertising. Nobody is telling us what we can and can't say. Nobody is financing us or advertising with us um, directly. They do play those ads on Spreaker, but we don't select those. Those are just kind of random. So if you support us, you keep us on air and allow us to do the kinds of shows we do Monday through Friday, it allows us to be more open and explorative when we look at certain stories that are especially controversial, especially political stories, religious stories, ideas and concepts that could be touchy for some groups of people. I mean, the State of the Union or the Statecraft of the Union address last night featured everything from Joe Biden's wife kissing Kamala Harris's husband on the lips, which I know some people do that. That, to me, just seems very strange. and Maybe that's her hall pass. I mean, Joe Biden does get to touch little kids on video, on C-SPAN, or wherever he's at. He gets to smell them and touch them, and they get to touch his legs and stroke his legs and stuff like that. Or, you know, the lies about Job creation, every president does that. And we just think that the president has all this power. He's like a, just a magician. He'd wave his wand and everything's good. And if you're on his team, then it doesn't matter what he does. doesn't matter what they do. It's all, it's all good. And if you're not on their team, no matter what they do, then it's all bad. But I, I agree with Joe Biden's statement about making uh, American uh, infrastructure with American products. I'm not sure who would disagree with that. I don't know how sincere that is or how, how real that is, but I agree with that. But the job thing, yeah, they might have created new jobs, but ultimately they destroyed a bunch of other jobs, just like they ri- they raise because of policies and incompetence they Help to raise gas prices, and then they get them down a little bit. No, oh, we, we lowered them. Look, crime's down. Actually, it's up, but we lowered it a little bit, so we're responsible for lowering that crime. Paid lip service to other things, and it's a giant joke. The president is not supposed to stand there and brag about the union. He's supposed to provide information on what's happening and then offer considerations to, well, according to Article 2, Section 3, that, that, are, that are necessary and expedient, Instead, Joe Biden, one of the major things he recommended was that we pass an an Equality Act. So LGBTQ Americans, quote-unquote, especially transgender young people, not just transgenders, just transgender young people, can live with dignity and safety. This is statecraft of the union. Blood, bread, and circuses. As long as people's stomachs are full, as long as people are entertained, Are you not entertained? Bread and circuses. The Roman poet Juvenal said in his satire X or satire 10 that bread and circuses and how he describes them are how politicians maintain public approval. Panim et circuncensus. Bread and circuses. Or I've called them vices, So bread, making sure people's vices are fulfilled, and the perversity of the entertainment, whether that's gladiator games, having prisoners eaten by lions, or it's the virtual nonstop pornographic material that we're showing everywhere we look. I mean, my God, I was on Twitter two days ago putting up the show promo for Monday's show. And I, I, I look for the things that are tr- trending. I, I don't honestly know how social media stuff works. I can't stand social media. Maybe that creates an energetic spiritual block, but I'm looking at the different trends so I can see if I should tag my show with any of them to see if it would be relevant. And I I see one that says threesome and I'm thinking, well, that's probably sexual, but I, Thought, is Twitter really going to let something like that trend? And then I clicked on it, and it's just, yeah, pornographic material. And then I, because I clicked on it, it was one of the top five trending things. And then everything else I click on and on Twitter is just literally porn. And, but you can't post your political opinion, you know, or you can't post your religious opinion, or someone gets bent out of shape. But for some reason, pornography is completely acceptable. I don't have an issue with pornography per se. I'm just saying that I don't think that should be the. The centerpiece of everything that we do. It's but it, that's the circus. That's the perversity, uh, and 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 our vices are the bread, and it fulfills um, our stomachs, our minds, our minds, bodies, spirit. Illuminati, what my mind, soul, and my body? Uh, perversity and vice, circuses and bread. Now, when I'm talking about circuses and bread, or bread and circuses. I'm looking at it from the point of view of distraction and misdirection, which then makes me think about the traditional, classical, left-hand, right-hand path of good and evil or evil and good. The left-hand path is unpure, disrespectful, perverse, and harmful. The right-hand path is pure, respectful, dignified, And you take care of yourself. And at the end of that, it's a difficult journey, but you accomplish something. On the left-hand path, it's a really easy journey, but you accomplish nothing in the end. This is the right-hand and the left-hand path. And it's like sleight of hand, because it's like, look over here, do whatever you want, and then you end up in a really bad place. And this is... Not a literal thing, a left-hand, right-hand path. It's the Pythagorean why. This is how we break down good and evil. But there needs to be a balance of of vices and things like that with things that are more pure and things that are more dignified and respectable and respectful to ourselves and to others and to nature, etc. There's got to be some kind of balance here. People started emailing me on Monday after the Grammys asking me about the Sam Smith performance and uh, Kim Petra's, now the Satanic Temple has taken, of course, the opportunity because that's what they do and who they are. They're some of the lowest life forms on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. David Harris, the magister for the Church of Satan, told TMZ, that Sam and Kim's performance was nothing particularly special. He said that the red clothing, the fire, the devil horns—it's all kind of passe now, and he is right about that. It is. It's just the same old thing that we see. It's not new. Um, it's not really a, uh, it's not really a a, a a shocking thing to see. Neither was Lil Nas X's Montero video. I mean, if if anything, Montero was a lot more, probably a lot more demonic or evil or whatever you want to call it than the Sam Smith performance. But what gets me is, and I've said this on the show over and over again, when a celebrity, when a person in Hollywood says that they sold their soul to the devil, and, what they, and they say what I mean by that is I was in a bad relationship with the industry or with the person, I think that the metaphor is not the devil i think the metaphor is the relationship with a boyfriend girlfriend or with the industry uh, this these performances are not edgy they're not cool they're not shocking anymore in fact what would be shocking if you're just doing it for shock value would be to do a song do a performance where like you're honoring god like what would be shocking is if a christian you know performer won the best of everything and then performed uh, on stage and it sounded like Sunday church service. That would be shocking. (laughs) I would be awed by that. We'd have to do a show on that. And uh, that would probably break Hollywood. But that's not what happens. And this is the question that I have in the back of my mind every time I'm confronted with a question from you as listeners, what do you think of this? I always wonder, I'm always thinking, why is it that all of these talented celebrities, some of which are elevated on a pedestal above others in their industry, you know, the Taylor Swifts, the Billie Eilishes, how is it all these celebrities have the same, for the most part, there are a few exceptions, but for the most part, how do they all have the same political views the same views on certain specific political issues, and the same views on how to perform their music. I I just don't understand how such creative people can come all to the same exact conclusion unless it's a cult. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Sam Smith or it's Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne did a song a few years ago, one of her, she's not as popular, I don't think, as she used to be, She's still around, still looks very, very young for her age. And she's did a song where she's literally singing to the devil. Like, not metaphorically, she's literally singing to the devil and having this relationship with the actual devil in the song. Shocking? Not really anymore. You know, the, the guy from the um, Church of Satan, David Harris, is right. It's not really shocking. But people like David Harris, they are really... I think they're not, they act like Satanists, but they're not really Satanists. They're really like low life degenerates that just are looking for some purpose in life. And since they really just hate God and responsibility or the concept of God and creativity and things like that, then they turn to the opposite and they think that that empowers them. Maybe it does. But where do these people go? get these ideas from. It's obviously coming from the handful of people that write all the music in the industry and all the imagery. It's coming from the same set designers, choreographers, costume designers. It's all coming from the same place. It's so pre-packaged. It's so cookie cutter. What's awe-inspiring and what's shocking to me outside of if a Christian performer was to do the big performance, what's shocking is that it's all so similar. What's shocking is they never deviate from it, no matter how acclimated the public is. There's there's like no deviation, which is strange, because you would think that after people have been acclimated to this for Generations that the whole Satan gimmick would go away. That is, unless it's not a gimmick. It's not a metaphor. It's not just a quirky little performance to say, F you, Christians. F you, God. And I don't think Sam Smith, I don't know Sam Smith. I don't think Kim Petrus I don't think these two performers, if you can call them that, I don't think these two performers are necessarily part of the the inner circle of the cult that organizes this. I think they are the pawns that do the performing. And that's why they're always placed inside of a magical circle, because they, inside the circle, are being protected from things on the outside, And people on the outside are being protected from the inside. So when they perform, they are the vessel for something being conjured. They are the vessel for something that is being invoked. This is why, with that magic circle on stage, I can't help but think the people that set this up are not just run-of-the-mill, shock and awe, let's put some devil horns on this person. They're using an actual magical circle to contain what is being summoned and what is being invoked. The puppeteers and the ceremonial magicians and ritualists that control, like marionettes, these performers are standing back outside of the circle with all the cages and the flames, the horns and all that. And they don't want to be harmed by what they're conjuring. That's why they have the magic circle to begin with, whether you stand in it or more likely you use it to act as a container for what you are summoning so it can't harm you. All of the people that that set this up, that organize this, they put the performers inside the circle and then they use them as a vessel. They flip the switch and they draw down that energy. And all the people that are watching this whether they're actually shocked or not they're watching this and whether they're enjoying it or they're appalled by it honestly i'm not really either one i'm more appalled by it i'm not i'm not really either one because it's not shocking to me anymore and i'm watching it thinking that since this isn't really entertaining and it's not really shocking and since It's the same standard everywhere you look in Hollywood and entertainment. And there's no deviation from the imagery, no matter how acclimated the public is. So it's not shocking anymore. The the gimmick is beyond overused and beaten to death. So I can't help but think that if there's a magic circle there and they're putting these performers in the magic circle that they're acting as a vessel to summon and draw down that energy with all the energy of the attendance, all the energy of the people watching, all the energy going into that, the directionalizing of your attention. You're working to summon that energy, that essence, that thing inside of that circle. And I can't help but think it's real. What you're watching is a real ritual, a real ceremony. I don't mean that in the standard dried up you know terminology like oh it's a ritual that's bad everything's a ritual get up have your coffee go to work that's a ritual i'm saying a real call it satanic if you choose a real satanic ritual not because if i call my show satanic ritual at the grammys people are going to click on it i don't do that because that's cheap that's garbage so we're going to see the same th- you mark my words you're going to see the same thing monday morning sunday night this weekend super bowl Same exact garbage. Illuminati ritual confirmed reptilian halftime show sacrificed kids under the 50-yard line halftime performance. You're going to see that garbage everywhere. That's also not what this is. This is like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue on the lotus flower. The statue is supposed to be an homage to Ginsburg and to abortion officially. But it's this weird hybrid between human and tentacle monster and horns and goddess and all these things combined. And the lotus flower represents soul conquering matter. But of course, the statue is a statue of abortion. So it's inverting the lotus flower, turning it upside down, drawing it into the infernal. Like the light of Diablo in the tarot card lighting the infernal world. Because abortion is the conquering of spirit with matter. Vacuums and knives and cutting things up. And that is the essence of the Satanic Temple and the Church of Satan. The Satanic Temple is suing multiple states in the United States saying that they have a religious right to sacrifice children. They have a religious right to abortion. Think about that for a second. You have a religious right to abortion? When you mock and critique to the extreme divinity and creation in all religions and when people are just tired and sick of it even people that aren't religious you then turn to creating your own groups your own religious institutions and claiming that your religious rights are being violated because you can't kill a child this isn't rhetoric this is literally what the satanic temple is doing Like her or not, I don't even know much about her, but Representative Lauren Boebert, she's 100% right. She said the satanic temple is now opening abortion clinics that will perform abortion as a satanic ritual. I don't know if it's the satanic temple opening the clinics, but they're working with Planned Parenthood. It's a thinly veiled, politically motivated cult using a religious tapestry or cloak to conceal their demonic intentions. Now, the the, the the girl at the university who's going to freshman orientation, or as Bill Maher recently said, and I agree with Bill Maher, uh, it's not freshman orientation, it's actually uh, re-education camp because of the communist values that they now teach. And Bill Maher actually did a whole bit on communism and the Red Guards and the Four Olds and First time I've ever seen a mainstream person talk about that. That's stuff you see on The Secret Teachings. But if you talk about the girl that goes to freshman orientation and she's afraid she's going to be raped because they t- teach everybody they're going to be raped at one point and they're going to be, every, you know, like Family Guy. Look to your left, ladies. Look to your right. Chances are both those guys will rape you. <laughs> That's, what they teach. That's what they teach people. So that girl might legitimately be afraid of not being able to get an abortion if she's raped. Although that doesn't exist in the 50 United States, you can still get an abortion... In virtually every circumstance, medical or otherwise, fifteen-week abortion protections—they call bans, et cetera—but that girl's that girl's point of view might it might be understandable, okay? She's not wanting abortion because she's a Satanist. Same thing with any young man who thinks maybe he'll get some. He'll get some. That's it, he'll get some if he stands up for women's rights, which is really sad. But if he, if he actually believes that, he doesn't probably believe that he you know he wants to sacrifice a baby to, to the devil. But the satanic temple does, and they've got lawsuits to prove it. They're suing states, saying we have a religious right to sacrifice children. This is what they say. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's Democrats or liberals, but the satanic temple, the church of hell or the Satan or whatever you want to call it, these low-life degenerates, which is what most of them are, this is what they openly declare, and they have lawsuits filed to try to, not that the courts are going to accept that or or approve that, but it's just to make a point. So where's, I mean, one, where's all the money coming from to file these lawsuits anyways? Another question you you can always ask. Because that, that ain't cheap. It's probably coming from FTX. It's probably coming from the Democratic Party, from the more extreme factions of the Democratic Party. Not that the Republicans are impervious to this kind of garbage either. But this is probably why, with the ritualizing of abortion, officially the Church of Satan or hell or the devil or whatever, Dante's inferno, Church of Dante's Inferno, whatever they call it. They're literally saying this is all right. But they, in the process of doing that, they're ritualizing officially the 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 idea of sacrificing the innocents, and when you see these kinds of concepts or images transcend politics into religion, into performances at the Grammys, which have always they've always we've always seen this kind of stuff, so it's not shocking. It indicates that it's the mainlining, the mainstreaming of death cults, and call them perverse religions and and just cults in general, negative cults. It's the open declaration that not not that we're here and we're queer, we're here and we serve his infernal majesty. And the funny thing is, you know, this Sam Smith guy, I don't know if you watched uh, any of his other stuff or if you know much about him. He's got some weird video where he's being... He's in like a bathroom. There's a bunch of guys peeing. It's a very, very strange video. I don't know if I'd recommend you go to watch it. But Sam Smith and his performance at the Grammys, uh, one thing I think is usually overlooked by the conspiracy analyzers. Um, (laughs) his stuff just is so ridiculous. Uh, Sam Smith supposedly, supposedly is since and maybe he is sincerely um, part of the LGBTQ community. And I say sincerely because I, I don't know what it even means anymore. You know, it's just like when you have politicians that pledge their allegiance, not to the United States, not to the flag or not to God. They pledge their allegiance to a foreign religion and a foreign country like Israel. And you're like, what? They're not Jews. They're not Israelis. They don't, they're not, they don't have any Semitic lineage. Most Jews don't actually have Semitic lineage. Palestinians do, Arabs do, but that's another point entirely, another show entirely. My point is a lot of these people just pledge their allegiance to what they call LGBTQ because that gets, they get you more hits, more clicks, more likes. But even Newsweek, Newsweek published a story. I thought this was interesting. It's an opinion piece, but they published it nonetheless. An opinion piece by Brad Palumbo. And he said, Sam Smith parading around as Satan hurts the LGBTQ community. And yeah, you know what? I agree. He says, pop artists Sam Smith and Kim Petras made history Sunday night on the Grammys or during the Grammys as the first non-binary and transgender artists to win best pop duo. But the night won't be remembered for that or anything else about their award. Unfortunately, it's solely... It will solely be recalled for the fact that their live performance involves satanic worship, quite literally. And this is the thing. This is like the libs of TikTok type, uh, you know, thing where they just post what people are doing or gays against groomers. And I've said this. I'm not gay. I'm not LGBTQ. But I can't imagine that gay people and LGBTQ people are happy with this association. Gay people aren't Satanists. I mean, I, I'd say that homosexuality, since you don't procreate, it's an abomination of nature. I'm not opposed to it. I don't want to stone you. I don't want to put you in jail. Uh, but like naturally, it's 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 an abomination because it doesn't progress or create. You can have love, sure, absolutely, but so that's a separate thing. That's my my view. But it hurt. It has to hurt gay people who just want to live their lives. And then they're associated with Sam Smith and what is, with inside of a magical circle, an actual satanic ritual at the Grammys with millions of people watching. It does hurt gay people. That has to hurt transgender people. You're already not that accepted. And you're already in an ultra-tiny minority. And what instead of teaching tolerance, like maybe Christ would have... You teach intolerance of people who have different opinions, and then you parade around in the name of gay people and transgender people dressed like the devil. So even if you maybe knew a gay person who was kind of cool and whatever, now you might look at them a little different. It's just like with the the racial conflict, teaching people to look at each other differently because of race. Teaching people to look at each other differently, not because they're homosexual, because the homosexuals and the transgenders and all them, the T's and the (laughs) what did uh, Dave Chappelle say? You know, that everybody hates the T's or something like, you know, that that thing he did that Betty did that got him in trouble with Netflix. But it's really a mockery, not only of of the divine, it's a mockery of things that, generally speaking, you know, people wouldn't consider homosexuality divine, but they're mocking that, too. That's really what's happening. More about this when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. It's Statecraft of the Union Blood, Bread, and Circuses here on the broadcast this evening. Again, The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. More after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Want to hear more of the Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the
1: secret teachings on the air.
2: You could listen to this.
1: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence.
2: (laughs)
0: This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
2: Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. If it's all just fun and games, if it's all just a big joke, if it's all just for shock and for all, if it's all just a metaphor, you might wonder why Hollywood and the entertainment industry, they never deviate at all from the imagery and the lyrics that they use to describe what they say is metaphor, but what ultimately can be broken down into just raw, death cult, evil, satanic, devil, worship, whatever you choose to call it. What would be really shocking is if a Christian performer won all the awards and then performed on stage and everybody in the audience stood up and swayed and maybe had candles and and, and they, they prayed to Jesus. That would be stunning. I wouldn't know what to do. I think my TV would explode. But no, it's the same imagery every time. Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys on Sunday was the same thing you see in every single video. Like I could just put a thousand dollars in cash down right now, the next big video is gonna look exactly the same. It's not a it's not a a difficult bet to make. It's uh it's pretty confirmed. That's and if it's not the visuals, it's the lyrics. Remember the Venom song, the pink venom song? And that with that came out around the time of the that uh, Stu Peters, the, the the snake venom. You know how much money they make off that garbage? And then the pink stuff they found in the Moderna vaccines in Japan, pink and black stuff, nobody found that coincidental. They just put that in the music. And those performers, they don't know what they're doing. They're just doing what they're told to do, just like Sam Smith. Is he even LGBTQ? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. That's just the pledge you take now. Regardless of what you think of Sam Smith's performance, it's a very strange and weird thing that if it is just a big joke, why is it that, for example, CBS News took it pretty seriously? And CBS News, they've since removed this tweet. But CBS News responded to the performance and said, because they they're, I'm, I'm guessing CBS was the, was the main broadcaster. CBS said, you can say that again after the performance. We are ready to worship. That seems a weird thing for a supposedly unbiased, you know, news broadcaster. You'd, th- you'd think that a, a news broadcaster is supposed to be pretty, I don't know, uh, unbiased, you know? But no, they CBS said, we're ready to worship. Worship what? What are you ready to worship? Well, let's look at the video. It's just the red, red gloves and devil horns and tight clothing and women in cages, very progressive, very, very progressive. And it's strange because you would think, once again, they would do something different. These artists could come up with new ideas. That is unless the people that are creating the costumes and the choreography and writing the music are all in the same room together, and it's not the actual performers. They get to perform their own music on occasion, but when it comes to the rituals of the Grammys, they have to do exactly what the industry wants them to do. The gimmick of this crap has worn off. This isn't Black Sabbath anymore. This isn't playing records backwards. This isn't just for attention. This is the open admittance, the open declaration, the open acknowledgement. This is who runs Hollywood. This is who runs the political classes. As things become more decadent, as things become more corrupt, as things decay and fall apart, as the empire perceptually and literally collapses and crumbles, you have the Roman orgies. You have the Roman bread and circuses. You have the resurrection, or at least if not the resurrection, you have the public acknowledgement, the public declaration that this is what we do to maintain and to obtain more and to maintain more power. This is how we worship our gods. This is who our gods are. And you will watch this, you will think it's a joke, you will have your senses perverted and violated, and as you watch this, you will fuel our ritual and laugh about it thinking that it's not real. This isn't just distraction and misdirection like the state craft of the union address last night. This isn't just shock, this isn't just awe, this isn't just metaphor. There's no deviation From what so many people are just sick of seeing. It's not a gimmick. And when you look at Sam Smith inside of that magic circle. That's what it is. It's a big white magic circle. It's the same one used at the Super Bowl halftime show. Year in and year out. He's a vessel. For what the handlers and the magicians. And the ritualists and the ceremonialists. Are conjuring and summing with your energy. And with his performance. And then they try to associate it. Because this is a a non-binary transgender performance between Kim Petras and Sam Smith. And as Newsweek pointed out, columnists from Newsweek, parading around as Satan hurts the LGBTQ community. Absolutely it does. It's really disrespectful. In fact, that whole drag queen story time, do you ever notice that it's always like weird horns and you know the glitter and the rainbows supposed to disarm your your sense of reason but they're always dressed really like demonic or really evil that is that really gay I mean that's like kind of how Christians would see gay people they're evil they're demonic is is that the the image that gay people want to be portrayed? I have a hard time believing that. So what I'm seeing here is gay people being used and abused by an ideology that doesn't care if you're straight or gay. They're going to take minority vulnerable people and they're going to torture them and abuse them and they're going to do terrible things in their name. Because they can they can suck the energy out of that fear and that torture psychologically, socially, culturally. They're parasites and vampires. Sam Smith is a vampire, but he also has a vampire's teeth in his neck as well. Kim Petra is a vampire, but, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to say he, she, they, them, Z's, A's, whatever. They all have vampires that are attached to them as well, sucking their energy away. So let's listen to a little bit of this performance. I waited till really late night because, you know, a lot of kids... I'm told, listen to this show. I don't know why you're letting your kids listen to the secret teachings, but that's cool. Uh, shout out to all the kids listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> but this is this is the performance. Take a listen to this. It's probably worse. I waited. Now your parents fell asleep and you're listening to the secret teachings. But anyway, this is some of the performance. And get you might want to say some Hail Marys before this. I don't know. Hell Ginsburg, Hell, hell Mary, whatever. So they're walking around him in the middle of the circle.
1: You
2: know, the El Satan. <laughs> <El
0: C-t- laughs> <El C-t- laughs> <laughs> she got married to a boy like you. She kick you out as she ever ever do. But all that you tell me that you do. And dirty, dirty boy, you know everyone is talking on the sea. How you do about the places that you speak. And how you don't know how to keep your business clean. But
2: I'm sorry, I said I was going to play the song. This isn't music. I'm sorry, I said I was going to play the, the song, but this is not music. This is a real ritual. And uh, he makes the white supremacist hand sign, or so we're told by the Biden administration. He makes that sign in the, in the video when you're watching it and has a bunch of women dancing around at his feet. But since he's not a guy, he's LGBTQ, you can, you can I guess they're not even women probably either, but you can, you can treat women this way. Let's listen to the rest of this not music now at the body shop doing something unholy keep that in mind, that's the lyric, that's the song the song's called Unholy, we'll come back to that because it's the whole thing, it's what they call LGBTQ, it's abortion it's transgenderism it's all of it, body shop, think about it see what you come up with (laughs) Yeah, look at these progressive women thrusting their vaginas at this LGBTQ guy. You're so free, women.
0: I'm
2: sorry I'm contributing to the downfall of human civilization by playing this, but trying to combat it
1: okay
2: so I think I'm fully immune. I'm completely inoculated. I hope you are too against this stuff because this just makes me laugh. These people look so ridiculous. It's not scary. It's not demonic. It's not evil. It's a it's a joke. <laughs> and it's funny. All right, this is just an app. These people should be embarrassed. Not from the imagery, but just from the... Pro- this isn't music. This isn't dancing. This is women thrusting their... Their vaginas at some guy that claims he's LGBTQ, which is, you know, the reason a lot of people do that anyway. So they can get into the women's locker room, literally and figuratively. And then it's a woman in a cage with flames around her. This is super progressive stuff, folks. Super progressive. Women have never been more free. Men have never been more free. He's in the middle of this magical circle. So let me play a little bit of that for you again. Just a little bit. Sorry your ears have to process this into sound again, these vibrations, these dark, heavy vibrations, but they're actually funny. But let's play a little bit of that again and listen to the Body Shop Unholy, and I'm going to talk about what that is.
0: She got married to a boy like you.
2: <laughs> such garbage. Take
0: you out does she ever, ever cute But all that you tell me that you do. And dirty, dirty boy, you know everyone is talking on the sea. How you do about the places that you speak, and how you don't know how to keep your business clean.
2: All right that's the extent of me being able to listen to this. Usually I'm disgusted by this garbage, but now I just I think it's funny. So at the body shop doing something unholy, when you think of evil or you think of fear and horror, and you watch a scary movie, what is always the the, the idea or the theme of of the movie? A scary movie, a horror movie, a movie with gore you know it's always like like Saul you know you gotta cut something out or cut something off or harm yourself, harm somebody else. You got to do things that as humans with empathy, we might watch that because it's a way to escape the real world and experience terror from the safety of our living room. But it usually has stuff to do something to do something to, to the effect of, you know, harming yourself, harming the body. You know, like if you watch event horizon, hell is depicted as people having their, their eyes ripped out and covered in blood and you know their organs are ripped out and their chest is broken open it's just like gory and bloody and hellraiser kind of just it's evil the de- that that kind of thing right now the body shop i don't care what sam smith and the spin artists in the music industry claim this song is all about uh i don't care what the entertainment industry in general would say any of this music is supposed to be about, oh, it's all metaphor, it's all metaphor, all metaphor, all metaphor, right? What it sounds like to me is, if we take into consideration the American Academy of Pediatrics, what they recently said, we did a whole show on this, they said that children 12 to 13 should be given drugs and surgery if they're a little bit overweight. In other words, because your kids are not being taken care of, put them on drugs, and literally cut their body to pieces. This is what the American Academy of Pediatrics said. Cut your kids to pieces in the name of making them healthy. Actually, if you do that at a young age, those kids, unless it's totally life-threatening, are going to have a lifetime of chronic pain and inflammation, along with a bunch of other problems, including what will probably amount to even worse obesity and other health problems. Probably not a good idea to cut your 13-year-old up because they're a little overweight. Probably a good idea to get them on a treadmill and get them eating healthy. The exercise doesn't even matter as much necessarily as the, as the food they eat or don't eat. But what they said about obesity is very similar to what happens in an abortion. A lot of people don't like to think about what an abortion is, but what an abortion basically is, is they, depending on the kind of abortion, they go in and they suck the baby out, But they usually do that after they've removed the arms and the legs and the head, maybe. That's just a mess of body parts floating around, and they suck them out. Okay, It's kind of similar to what we call transgenderism. Our military and our top scientists can't calculate where a balloon would land if they shoot it down in the middle of nowhere like Montana or Idaho. But our top scientists can calculate that a 10-year-old won't want their genitals or their breasts in 5 to 10 years or 20 years. They'll never regret that. Just affirm the care that TikTok told them to get. So whether it's obesity or it's abortion or it's transgenderism, have a penis fashioned out of skin from your leg, have your genitals mutilated and manipulated, get chemically castrated, Stop puberty, it's only temporary, it won't harm you or the brain or it won't harm the part of the brain that's responsible for logical development that doesn't fully develop until about 24-25, won't harm any of that. Kind of sounds like transgenderism and the surgeries and the chemical castration and the puberty blockers, the stopping the development of the brain, kind of sounds like the obesity in children Solution that we're being told by mainstream academia. Cut our kids up, put them on drugs. It kind of sounds like abortion, cutting the baby up, sucking them out. All kind of sounds like body shop type of stuff. Like the devil runs a body shop and his goal is to mutilate and destroy creation. Largely because we are made in the image of the creator, right? So if we're made in the image of the creator... If we're made in the image of divinity and God in the universe, Adam Cadmom, the first man, if we're made in the image of all that exists, all that ever has been, all that is, and all that ever will be, then, I don't know, cutting a baby to pieces and sucking it out of the womb, chopping kids up because they're fat, or cutting kids up and drugging them because they wanted to play a role-playing game like all kids want to play, or because they're depressed, which most kids are, they sit in front of a TV all day. They're actually the other gender. Doing things like that kind of sound demonic and satanic to me. And when the satanic temple argues that they have a right to kill children because it's a religious right, which is, if I was a if I was a judge, I I think I'd spit on them, laugh in their face, get out of my courtroom. Kind of sounds like body shop stuff. Because once again, that lotus flower that's under Ruth. Bader Ginsburg's temporary statue in New York, it means spirit conquers matter. But if the statue officially is about abortion, then that's the opposite. That's matter conquering spirit. It's an inversion. Which means that in this song, you have Body Shop doing something unholy. What's holy is the body in the image of God. What would be unholy is taking the body in the image of God And destroying it. Taking something that is holy. And making it unholy. Taking something that is whole. And making it unwhole. Or only whole when it's merged. With other things that are unnatural. In other words. It's kind of like unnatural selection. I mean this is the idea of like. Creating hybrids and chimeras. Animals and insects and humans. And merging it all together. Like that Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue. Where she's got like. Lovecrafting, Lovecrafting arms and the ram's horns for a head, for, for for you know on top of her head. It's taking the holy, it's taking the whole, it's taking nature, and it's doing something unholy, something unwholesome, unwhole, and something unnatural. And that is, well, the greatest gift, they say, is a child. Therefore, the greatest insult to God, the greatest. Insult to divinity is killing that child. So the greatest gift is the greatest insult if you kill and pervert and destroy that innocence. And that's what this is really all about, isn't it? It's about innocence. It's about purity. It's about perverting what is pure. It's a hard thing for some of us to understand because we're so wrapped up in God and the devil and these concepts and these ideas. We did a show recently. And we talked about Shintoism, and in Shintoism there is no yin yang or good and evil like you would you would typically think about when you think of you know re, of religion. Shintoism is kind of like Buddhism. It's more of a lifestyle, uh, more of a, a ritual, a very simple purifying, cleansing ritualistic uh, directionalizing of your will but in Shintoism there is no good or evil per se except evil or sin is defined as doing things that are out of line with Shintoism so what I mean by that is Shintoism means the way of the Kami or the Kami way or the true way the Kami or the spirits the ancestors and you know divinities and things like that so if you honor your ancestors and you honor the spirits and you honor nature it's primarily a nature-based almost animistic kind of religion or, or spiritual practice or philosophy or lifestyle whatever you want to call it as long as you're following the way of the spirit and of nature then you're doing something good when you do the opposite then it becomes evil so generally speaking there is no evil or good until humans manifest it by making decisions that are either in line with Or against nature. So the body shop and what's unholy is evil, even in those otherwise interpreted relative terms. Because you're chopping children to pieces, you're switching organs, you're altering the body. Did you see that stupid video about the girl with like the giant fake boobs online? I'm not talking about the shop teacher this girl who's got like a completely fake face painted probably with like paint from home depot or something you can't even get makeup to look like that these giant fake lips and one of her boobs exploded because it i don't know i don't know if she popped it accidentally or what happened but her boob literally exploded now she's got this giant deformity on her chest and and, and that's it's no different than if you just cut a woman's breast off entirely like steal her femininity from her it's just like this Newsweek article, the Sam Smith performance of the parading around as the devil. That hurts gay people. That hurts LGBTQ people. It's offensive. And although I'm sure you can find plenty of gay people that are like, oh, that's just, that's, that's, that's cool, that's fierce, that's that's art. You can find a lot of others that completely disagree with that. it's like trying to push everybody into this box. If you're gay, then you must dress like the devil and sing about body shops and doing things unholy, which if you're going to do something unholy at a body shop, it would be perverting the body because the body is, it's the temple. It's also made in the image of God. And so I can, I mean, I can see, I mean, I don't have tattoos. I don't have piercings. I firmly have this belief. This is a divine vessel or a vessel that holds divinity. And I'm not a Christian. I'm more of a I'm more into the idea of Shintoism myself, more recently as I've been studying it, it makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, but I th- I don't want to have a tattoo or a piercing because of that. I think that this is you know a div- and I like to therefore it clip my nails and keep myself clean I and mean, that's that's all pretty standard basic civilized kind of behavior. You don't really need religion to help you out with that. But everything we talked about tonight, it's it's the opposite of that. It's it's you know going to the bathroom, and pooping for Belphegor. It's the mocking of everything sacred. That's what the unholy body shop is. It's Madonna mocking Jesus. Is that shocking? No. What would be shocking is if Madonna said, hey, I've been doing some really nasty bad stuff. I've been a bad girl for a very long time. I found Jesus Christ. What's shocking is when Kanye West becomes a Christian. That's shocking. What's shocking is... When Hollywood produces something or or allows for something to be produced that actually has a good story, that actually has substance to it, that actually teaches you something, that's shocking. The devil stuff and the evil and the shoving ideas down your throat everywhere you look, the same idea, the same views, all these artists, all these creative people, they all come to the same views on everything. Seems very disingenuous, very unreal aren't very unnatural. Um, you, you would you would think that what would be shocking would be the, a deviation from what is so common and what is so standard. At least I, I, I think that. Unless the whole point is with Sam Smith in the magical circle, the puppeteers are putting him there because he's drawing an energy that could be dangerous to the viewers or to the audience, if you will, the cult on the outside. They keep that circle there for the energy that they're drawing down in the same way they kept... This other lady in the cage. What it is, is Madonna mocking the Last Supper. It's Madonna mocking Christianity, or anybody mocking Christianity, which apparently is an okay thing to do. You can mock Christians. Muslims are a little bit more aggressive when you mock Islam. It's a no-no to mock Judaism, Jews can mock Christianity. A lot of double standards. But this isn't about Jesus. It's about God. It's it's about the essence of divinity. It's about the body shop. It's really about, well, the body shop is distorting the body, doing something unholy. Our bodies are holy. Our bodies are temples. Our bodies are vessels for spirit. Our bodies are made in the image of God. A child is the greatest gift from God. So aborting that child, ripping that child apart in the name of abortion— Obesity, transgenderism, it's all the same thing, drug and chop them to pieces, mutilate them in like an extreme version of rebelling with a tattoo or with an ear piercing or a nose piercing or a belly button piercing and take them to the body shop and do some work on them. That's unholy, unwhole, make them unwhole and do things that are unnatural. That's what this is all about. So tonight's show, Statecraft of the Union, Blood, Bread, and Circuses. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I hope sincerely that you've enjoyed tonight's show. My intention is to be objective and to present to you the most cohesive information based on what I've put together, kind of observing a pattern of behavior and things like that, to provide you the most objective viewpoint on it, just to provide you with different points of view, not promoting or pushing a a certain narrative. Although I think when you abandoned as a culture, when we abandoned as a culture, um, some of the basic elements of civility, we get really dark stuff because that's natural. That's what comes about when you abandon, you know, you walk outside the magic circle. So if you want to grab a copy of one of my books, if you enjoy what I talk about, I think you'll really enjoy my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Liberty Shrugged. These are, most of them are massive books. You can find them at thesecretteachings.info. Grab a physical copy. I can drop ship it to you anywhere in the world. You also get a digital copy with that physical copy. If you're a subscriber to the show, you get all the digital copies with your subscription Please buy a book. Please subscribe. Thank you to all of you who do that already. When someone donates like 20 bucks or buys a buys a book or subscribes for a year, like you have no idea when $25 or 50 bucks comes in how much that supports this show because we do things very minimally on a shoestring budget and we're able to have the reach we do as a result of um, the effort and work I put in and the effort and work that you put in as listeners to support what we do. And I know most of you have done that for a very long time. So thank you very much. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And let me know what you think about that uh, auction. We're going to have that Contact in the Desert fundraiser so we can go out uh, to the conference coming up in a few months, that big UFO conference. Um, I've got some headphones, some old keyboards and stuff like that. I'd like to autograph, maybe do some autograph books, but let me know what you think of that. Artie Gable at Yahoo.com, TST at ProtonMail.com. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.